When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's the Instant Reaction Podcast on a late Monday night uh, from Hilton Coliseum. They're starting to uh, take the court out here uh, after the... Uh, I guess they're not taking it out. They're fixing something. But uh, obviously the home finale for the Iowa State men here, uh, a 72-69 to loss to West Virginia. A disappointing game, a weird game. Um, a lot of these thoughts are probably kind of a stream of consciousness. Uh, Chris Williams is at uh, – he went to the, the Bondurant sub-state final game tonight. Um, so I got the duty to do this one. Uh, and it was uh, an interesting game. Um, Iowa State did enough to be able to keep itself within striking distance, I thought, after getting off to a pretty good start. Gabe Kalcher picks up his third foul. You know, West Virginia is able to knock down some shots. Some guys who don't normally knock down those shots hit some shots. Um, and then Iowa State's able to fight back. You're able to take a lead, uh, and ultimately, you know, you lose the game in a disappointing fashion because I just I felt like Iowa State did not play and this is what TJ said after the game too I mean Iowa State didn't play good discipline ball to to end the game which is really unfortunate because I thought the 15 minutes that they played prior to that really was pretty good you know in the second half and um, you know for them to be able to battle back the way that they did was really impressive um and I thought that those those really those first 15 minutes of the second half showed us, you know, the team that we got used to Iowa State being is still in there. And that team still has the ability to come out. It's how do you get it to come out? How do you get it to come out for 40 minutes? How do you figure out a way to sustain it for an entire game, sustain it for several games? Can you sustain it for two games in a weekend? Um, we're going to find out really soon. You know, but I think uh, I think this team has they still have it in them. It's just how do you get there? How do you get there? Uh, how do you get to that point and and figure out a way to to string it together for 40 minutes? Um, I just wrote down. I've got so many notes written down from this game. There were so many moments that just were weird. Um, 
I'm going to start just kind of with some of the individual efforts. Gabe Kalsher played a fantastic basketball game tonight. Uh, it's unfortunate that he had to go to the bench for three fouls in the first half. He scored 11 of, of Iowa State's first 15 points. Was two with two from three and four of six from the field in the first seven minutes. He was attacking the rim. He's getting downhill. He's finishing at the basket. Uh, that was the version of Gabe Kalsher that Iowa State needs for them to be able to win another game this year. Uh, they need that version of Gabe Kalsher, and they need Gabe Kalsher to be able to be on the floor enough to sustain that. I mean, the guy only played 24 minutes and scored 26 points. That's a 30-point game without the foul trouble. 30-point game, at, at least, especially on the way that he had started the game. I mean, he scored 11 points in the first seven minutes. Obviously, it was up 15-13 when Kalsher picked up that third foul. Uh, West Virginia went into the halftime locker room up 35-27. to So after Kalsher was picked up his third foul, West Virginia outscored Iowa State 22-12. to uh, And that's where I thought, you know, I think, again, like I said, you got some shots knocked down by some guys that, you know, maybe don't normally knock down those shots. Joe Toussaint goes three of three from three in the first half. He's a 29% three-point shooter going into the season. You know, and I got into a, you know, a discussion with someone on Twitter about the fact that Iowa State was leaving Toussaint open. And I think, I think people need to realize how much of Iowa State's defensive system, you know, those corner three-pointers, it doesn't matter especially if it's someone like Joe Toussaint. They're going to be willing to give up that shot. They sink his defender way into the paint. They've proven time and time again that they're willing to give up that shot, and that's where you have to have your guys from the, you know, your guards from up top crashing down to come up with steals. Think how many times we've seen this Iowa State team do that throughout this year. We haven't seen it very much here lately. You know, they've really been getting their butts kicked by that skip pass, and that skip pass is what can, uh, you know, what can really give you trouble. They did a much better job, I thought, in the second half, especially. Uh, but man, you know, Toussaint to knock down three free, three three pointers in the first half. I mean, that's all bonus. You know, North, uh, West Virginia goes six of sixteen from three, thirteen to twenty nine from the field in the first half of the game. Uh, and then the Cyclones were much better in the second half, much better defensively. You look a lot better defensively when uh, when the other team doesn't have 29% three-point shooters making shots. But you do look a lot worse defensively when you put the team put a team on the free throw line 20 times in one half, which Iowa State did uh, to West Virginia in the second half. Um, the stretch right at the beginning of the of the second half where Iowa State was able to work their way back into the game. Uh, Gabe Kalsher drills a three. There's a foul on the three. Oshun comes up with a dunk after that. Oshun knocks down a jumper. All of a sudden, I think Iowa State was, a, was within one after that point. Oshun with a big stretch right at the beginning. First three minutes, he came off the bench to start the second half. Robert Jones was in the starting lineup in, in place of him. Uh, Huge minutes tonight from Robert Jones. I want to shout him out really quick. Uh, he had a really tough matchup against Jimmy Bell uh, for West Virginia. And Jimmy Bell was getting after it in the first half, playing really, really well. Uh, had two offensive rebounds. He had four boards. Uh, obviously, it makes a decision to go to 
uh, Robert Jones in the second half to start the uh, to start the second half. Jimmy Bell did not attempt another shot and got one more rebound in the rest of the game. I know there's been a lot of people out here who have been mad at, about the minutes that Robert Jones has gotten, but I'm not sure Iowa State ever gets back into that game if Robert Jones doesn't give him some of the physicality that he was able to on the glass and uh, do some of the things that he was able to for him, um, just as far as clearing big guys out. Jimmy Bell's a huge person, huge human being, like a huge human being. And he was going to eat people alive if you couldn't have the physicality to match what he was down there doing. Robert Jones was able to do that for most of that second half. Kudos to him. Uh, but once Jimmy Bell came out in the second half, Oshun came in right away. Uh, and then in those first three minutes off the bench, six points, three for three from the field, knocked down a jumper. Uh, one assist, one steal, one deflection. That turned into another steal. That was in three minutes. That was as Iowa State made their run to be able to get back into the game and uh, ultimately be able to take the lead. Those were some of his best minutes of the year, I felt, and um, were a huge part of why Iowa State was able to work its way back into the basketball game. Uh, Iowa State knocked down ten of their or five of their first ten threes in the second half. West Virginia, like I said, went three of eleven in the second half. Iowa State finished six of fifteen. Um, West Virginia had eight turnovers in the first 12 minutes. ISU had one. That was in the, of the second half. Uh, and now we get to the point uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for. But, you know, the little play right there down there on the block where, you know, Trey Mitchell brings the elbow up, hits uh, Jazz Coons in the face. Uh, Jazz retaliates, whether that's with words. I saw some stuff about, you know, I, I haven't gotten a really good, clear view of it. I've been... Obviously, I, I said it up on the concourse at Hilton Coliseum, so I'll have to watch it again. But you know, someone told me that there was maybe a kick or something like that in there. But, uh, you know, West Virginia gets called for the, the flagrant two. Trey Mitchell gets ejected. Iowa State picked, you know, Caleb Grohl came in and shoved Trey Mitchell for standing over Jazz Coons after the play. Uh, Iowa State ends up with two dead ball technicals uh, as a result. Uh and miss, you know, Jazz misses both of the flagrant two free throws. Uh, Joe Toussaint comes down and makes both of his, and then West Virginia knocks down a three. Iowa State had been up by six points when that happened, uh, and then West Virginia gets a five-point possession. It was 52-46 when the little, you know, fracas or whatever you want to call it happened. Uh, five-point possession makes it 52-51. to after the technicals were called, West Virginia outscored Iowa State 26-17. to And I am willing to bet the majority of those points came from the free throw line. Um, I can count them up here really quick. Um, okay, there's one, two. Iowa State got it back up to seven with 8.44 to go. There's one field goal for West Virginia. All right, now three free throws. One, three. Four free throws. Five free throws. Six free throws. Seven free throws. Eight free throws. Nine free throws. Ten free throws. Eleven free throws. Twelve free throws. Thirteen free throws. Fourteen free throws. West Virginia scored 26 points in the last eight whatever minutes of the game. 
14 of them are free throws. Iowa State's got to stop fouling. I mean, they have to. Like, I mean, they they have to figure out a way to play where they don't put people on the free throw line 30 times, 23 times. I mean, even Iowa State, like Iowa State shot a good percentage for Iowa State standards tonight. 72.2%, 13 of 18. This game has a three-point margin. West Virginia goes 19 to 23. They shoot five more free throws, make six more, win by three. Other than that, I mean, this game, I don't know that this game could have been any more even. West Virginia makes 22 field goals. Iowa State makes 24. West Virginia shoots 44%. Iowa State shoots 46. West Virginia goes 9 of 27 from 3 for 33%. Iowa State goes 8 of 21 for 38%. West Virginia out-rebounded by Iowa State by 3, but Iowa State had more offensive rebounds. Iowa State had more assists. They had fewer turnovers. They had more steals. More points in the paint, more points off turnovers, more second chance points. Didn't have more bench points. Iowa State nearly did enough to win the game. The one thing they didn't do is they couldn't guard without fouling. And that was, uh, that's what lost them the game, basically. There was a lot more to it. Iowa State had a lot of opportunities to be able to win the game. They had a lot of opportunities to be able to take control. They had a three-pointer up by seven. Uh, that if Jazz hits, it, it's all of a sudden a ten-point game, and um, you know maybe you're able to put them away at that point. But you miss the shot. Doesn't take Washington too long to be able to work their way back in, and uh, and you take the L. Uh, I was looking through some of the scenarios for Kansas City. Uh, there's really only two. The first one is Iowa State loses on Saturday to Baylor in Waco. Well, if Iowa State wins, they'll be locked in to uh, the, the sixth seed. Uh, but if Iowa State loses that game and Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma State will be the sixth due to the tiebreaker at 8-10. and 10. Uh, If both teams lose, then Iowa State will be the sixth and will not play until Thursday night. But if they lose... Then Oklahoma State beats Texas Tech in Lubbock on Saturday. Then Iowa State will be the seventh seed, likely playing Oklahoma Wednesday night at the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Uh, so those are kind of your stakes, I guess. You want to root for the Red Raiders on, on Saturday and, and root for the Cyclones down in Waco. Um, I'll have plenty more thoughts on this game here over the next several days. I imagine we'll record a in episode of Corner 3, um, maybe on Wednesday, tomorrow or Wednesday. Figure that out for sure. Uh, but I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Like I said, it was kind of just a stream of consciousness. That was a weird game. There's a, there a lot going on. And that was a disappointing game. It felt like a game that Iowa State – Iowa State probably should have won that game. They should have won the game. I mean, uh, there's no probably about it. They should have won the game. And – some frustrating things that just continue to pop up that have really hurt them. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think if they can figure out a way to play like the team they played those first 10 minutes really of the second half, obviously it's going to give themselves a chance to extend this season. But they got to figure out a way to bottle that up and, and carry it over for 40 minutes. Otherwise, it's uh, – it, it might not last too much longer. So thanks again to Carl Chevrolet for present, being the presenting sponsors. 
of the Cyclone Fanatic Instant Reaction Podcast. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.